Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 210, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American Shared Consciousness. It's Thursday, November 11th, 2021, which is, of course, uh, 11 11 21. 21, the 11 of the 20s. National Sunday Day. Yeah. Yes. On the 11th day of the 11th month, the 11th hour, we declared it National Sunday Day or Veterans Day. Oh, right. Yeah. Shout out to all of the veterans out there. Thank you. All of them? Your service. Sorry. Every single last one of them. At least the ones Uh, I know. I can vouch for them. I can vouch for most of them. But yeah. Yeah. Why not? Especially if you were terribly conscripted in a war that you did not want to fight in. Yeah. Double shouts to you. Uh, well, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Sharks biting me. You know how I feel. <laughs> Miss Kintner throwing hands. You know how I feel. Squid game salesman slapping me. You know how I feel. It's a hot take. It's a Borat voice saying my wife for me and i'm feeling still pretty uncomfortable on my own skin (laughs) Uh, that's courtesy of ryan stark who i appreciate gave it to me as the michael buble version of it because Uh, he knew i wasn't mm. i wasn't capable of anything beyond that i am thrilled to be joined as always uh, by my co-host mr miles gray I just cried on the stand tonight <laughs> to cover up something I did. I'll cry <laughs> and it'll be all right. Do, 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 do. That's just from me watching the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and just already having my skin crawl where I was like, I, I think. Is this going to work? I'm like, is this? Sometimes this shit works. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I didn't know I could oh do that. Oh my god! That. The judge, like, like stepping in is like also part of the defense. It's a whole fucking mess. But anyway, that's from me, and thank you, me. You're welcome. Yes, thank you, you. As Katie Stoll put it, though, leave, leave him alone for his performance. He's not an actor. He's just a murderer. Mm, fair. Well, we are thrilled. To be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and talented comedian and podcast host. You've seen him on Fallon, Seth Myers, oh, yeah. and Comedy Central, and can hear him on the truly hilarious podcast, Get Rich Nicks. Please welcome the brilliant, the talented Nick Turner! Yeah. Jack and Miles, you truly are the best of us, but I'm a little <laughs> disappointed that it's not Jamie Loftus. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Sorry. good. Sorry, think- it's okay. It's not great. I don't deserve praise for it. Harder to so. rhyme than you'd uh, imagine. Loftus. Loftus. Yeah. yeah. Loftus, best of us. No, yeah, it was boss. bad. And honestly, I'm going to go. <laughs> okay. Well, All right, good man. seeing you, man. It was great seeing you. Bye, guys. Uh, I love your yeah. work. <laughs> love you too, man. Yeah, he's changed uh, since he had that kid. Oh, guys, he didn't have, can I, um, can I, uh, yeah, I'm back. All right. Hey. Oh, okay. Can I give you a suggestion? Yeah, yeah. Hit love us. a suggestion. Okay, good. I know people who do a show every day. They're just like, what's another thing I could do? Right. Here's here's it. You got to add Jack FM-like stuff. And it's okay. a play on uh, the TDZ name, you know? Okay. Like, uh, after these messages, you know, like, we're going to come right. back to the dog zoo. Ooh. 
the dog, dog zoo is pretty good. Yeah, the dog zoo. I imagine a dog zoo. That's fine. Welcome yeah. back to Tide oh, Eye Zebra. The dog zoo is TTZ. Yeah, Damn, yeah. fool. I didn't even realize that. That rules. Yeah. I just thought it was a good concept for a zoo. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, yeah, that's the problem with a lot of my ideas is that there are too many good ideas in them. Right. <laughs> so it's hard to get through. People are distracted by uh, trying to throw money at you and don't bother to uh, get all yeah, the Yeah, no, all it's tough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving show, you know, mm-hmm. comes back uh-huh. from break. We are back! We're back! <laughs> To the turducken zone. Ooh. Oh, something damn. like that. It just comes in like that. And I'll ride okay. them. We'll work yeah. something out financially. <laughs> work something out. Yeah. Yeah. Put you on a retainer. Yeah. Also a good idea. Fans write in, you know. Tweet at yeah. us. What your TDZ of choice and you read them. Yeah. They love that shit. Like trippy dad zingers. <laughs> People love that shit. People you know? love that shit. They eat you that shit up, man. Well, uh, I know not much is new with you since we last spoke, so uh, we can just breeze past that wait, part. Wait, wait, right? Jack, but that's not true. Wait, what? What no, happened? You're mistaken. What happened? I, I had a child. What? Yeah, that's dad? right. I'm a dad. I was... Zaddy Turner? I was what a Nick happened? Turner yeah. Jr., but now I'm a Nick Turner Sr. I don't, I don't know if that's how it works. I for, for the purpose of this, it does work like yeah, that. All right. Well, I'm a senior, baby. Welcome to Thanks. the yeah, club, congrats, man. Thanks. Thanks. What's it like? Uh, you just said your child now is in the phase where it's gone from being like, please, I'm I'm not going to do much facially here because I've just been born to now yeah. entering the phase of smiles and giggles. Yeah. So I wish that it was not much facially before it smiles, but the baby can react negatively. Right, right, right. From the first second. <laughs> it's always upset. You can see it on his face. You can hear it when he's crying constantly. It's just having a bad time. Right. And you do so much. And it's like, guess what? Not enough to make me happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can't win. I feel like the first two months to three months are like a, you know, perpetual period of like when you first get out of a warm bath or out of the shower and you're just like fuck this is that <laughs> the last thing was very very comfortable this is less comfortable yeah and, and then, you i know i'm gonna acclimate to this right. cold weather but right it's gonna take a few months yeah so it yeah. sucked and being a bad a dad is bad I thought, but then, <laughs> but then those smiles started coming, and yeah. uh, boy, how do you get you some of that? What kind yes, of yes. what kind of gig? Like, what's the stuff uh, that your baby likes in terms of that inspires a giggle? What's oh, what's sure. the what's the height of comedy to your child at the moment? Tickling the belly, maybe. Oh. I think it's like eye contact. The um, the right. mamaru. Put yeah, him in the, the mamaru. mamaru if you don't know. It's a little. A little baby uh, chair that uh, just moves in like a U. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the other one that's like the baby rocker that's like kind of a L-shaped thing that just like goes back and forth that you can really like get going. Do you know that one? Oh, the baby Bjorn. The non-mechanical. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would get a little aggressive with that. It's baby born brand. I don't don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> but like when you're do you ever find like you know you're a comedian do you think you'll ever come at a point where you see your baby laugh at something and you're failing to get your own child to laugh and it like w- kind of fucks with you oh yeah well it's like I, i've uh it's that chappelle show sketch where his son is like nick cannon is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> right 
Yeah. Of course, man. I mean, it's insane. I mean, I've, you know, my dad, he's a great guy and he loves me, but he's not my audience. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. If my whole life was like trying to make my dad laugh, you know, fuck, I would yeah. be even less successful if you can believe that. <laughs> or you'd be Jeff Dunham. Who knows? Oh my God, the dream, <laughs> right? I'm a, I'm like in a bit of a conflict right now because on the one hand, my son is having his first like theater experience, and it's like really going well. He loves it. He's in kindergarten. He's he thinks he's best friends with the star who's in seventh grade. He, they have a really cute relationship. He's mm. like, "What's up?" And you know, he calls her his best friend at school. It's really great. He sings the songs, uh, loves them. We play them around the house. The downside is that it is cats. And ah! cats sucks. It is That's bad, good for man. kids. It's fun, but and he really likes out. cats. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, yeah, I had never really gotten into cats. Never listened to cats, and it's true what the haters say in a lot of cases. Um, <laughs> not, not my the favorite. It's true. Yeah, Damn. and I'm worrying that this is going to imprint on him as like what musical theater should be. But okay, you know, so we'll it's give him another good. chance. After two months, three months, it starts getting good, and then. At five years, he gets into cats. Yeah. And it's and then, bad again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have okay, to, yeah, yeah you're Enjoy in a perpetual Rogan. war with uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. <laughs> as we all are as artists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is into Rogan. Miles, I kind of told you that in confidence. But, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? I mean. Well, because I tried to get him into TDZ and he was yeah. like, I. I see what you're going for, but, and then he heard Rogan and was like, Dad, have you heard Rogan, Dad? This, yeah. I mean, like, this guy gets it, man. He's like, you're just arguing with Joe Rogan and, like, you're not even respecting his, like, perspective at all of that. Right. Like, actually, yeah. you're kind of more small-minded. I'm fucking with the JRE now. <laughs> Slippery slope. Slippery slope yep. that we all have to be careful of. Hey, welcome back to Just Reheat Eggs with your host, <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> you see, if you don't take it, I can take the idea to a different to podcast. A di right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like You're going to pitch yes. it around. God, can you imagine? Like, what a sad show. Like, all right, so what do you, how do you like to reheat your eggs? Oh, I love reheated <laughs> eggs. I think everyone yeah. does. Just reheat them, man. You know, I can't afford new eggs. No. What I do is I batch cook my sunny side up eggs. <laughs> And I individually wrap them, and then I put them in the microwave for about a minute and a half. Perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> I reheat them longer than you would cook an egg in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. It is wonderful to have you back. We are oh going to get to know you a little you. bit better in a moment. First, a couple of the things we're talking about today on the show. The Democrats are trying to figure out how to not get fully waived in the midterms. So we're going to talk about that, see what 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 ideas they've come up with, <laughs> what the pollsters have been telling them. Yeah. What what does the uh, handful of people who are just in the business of perpetuating their industry have to say to them about <laughs> what they should do? What's Shocking. what's their strategy? Uh, we're going to do a quick sedition vibe check. Like, what's that Jan six committee up to? We might have a Tanya Harding 2.0 on our hands I think we in do. the world of what I believe is known in Europe as soccer. Soccer? Soccer. Soccer? Yeah. I already pissed off the football fans by calling the NBA the beautiful game. <laughs> and I will continue to do 
that. <laughs> We're going to talk about Arby's because they are trying to kill you with this latest product that they dropped on our ass. Fry-flavored vodka. Mm-hmm. I guess not really trying to kill you because I don't think anyone's fallen for that, but could be wrong. They got both crinkle cut and curly fries. So we'll, we'll talk about those. Nick will be taste testing those for us. Uh, they, there's going to be a ring on Ding his. Ding dong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to any of that shit, though, Nick, we do like to ask our guests, what's something from your search history? Okay. I was just looking at it. I don't need to say, I'm not going to waste your time looking at my phone. Now I know it was coming. Hey. It's, uh, I, it was Thomas Jane. Thomas That's Jane. right. Last yeah, night I was watching, watching Boogie Nights. Okay. Okay. He comes in in the 80s. He's in the, yeah. the scene with Alfred Molina. Yeah. Where the firecrackers and it all goes wrong. Mm-hmm. The scene that was pretty much uncut gems packed into one scene. The whole <laughs> right. movie packed yeah. into one scene. That's true. It really has the exact same like energy. Of just oh, like, man. It's fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> it lasts so long. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Thomas Jane, you know, and I hate to drop names. You guys know this. That's not mm-hmm. the kind of guy I am. That's Absolutely kind of comedian not. I yeah. Am. No. No. But I have done a couple podcasts with Jamie Loftus. Um, <laughs> Lyra, by the way, is maybe the single biggest Jamie Loftus fan that exists. Lyra, Lyra, wife. my wife. Yes, Ly- Lyra. I'm sure the audience knows my wife <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Why do I need to say this? Yes, the mother of my son. Anyway. When I first got to Los Angeles, not to live, but like as a comedian, you know, like one of the first trips I ever made, I went to a pool party in the Hollywood Hills at Thomas Jane's house. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, he was not there. Mm. (laughs) Wait, so so is this like like house sitting? You just jumped and hopped the fence in his backyard? No, I mean, I don't know how I, I don't don't even remember who I went with, but uh, I remember that his, all of his siblings were there. There were like three of his siblings. Oh, hell yeah. And I think that, that some of them were adopted, you know, anyway, they didn't even look like Thomas Jane. Sure. But but anyway, uh, anyway, it's just a funny memory of like, that's my big Hollywood pool party. And uh, my memory of that, that stands out the most is I tra- I tasted some cheeseburger chips. Ooh, okay. If you're wondering Ooh. what a fat guy does at a pool party in the Hollywood Hills, <laughs> are they <laughs> were they Lay's cheeseburger flavor? Uh, they could have been. I, okay. I remember it t- tasted like someone just added pickle. Yeah, that's mm. pretty much it. Thomas Jane is somebody who I have Googled personally as like I've seen him be like fucking incredible in enough things that I'm always like, wait, why isn't he in everything? I guess he's been in a lot. He's had a good career, but it just feels like, I don't know. I would say he's most famous for the Punisher. Right. Right. He was also in a hung two season HBO show. Yeah. Right. Right. And also, uh, and if you remember Arrested Development, when he was the actor who was like playing like a like an unhoused guy, and then he's what's uh Portia, what, what's her what's her name in the show? Fuck man, I'm forgetting all the Bluths. Yeah, she De she Rossi. like Portia Portia de Rossi is the one who's like falling in love with him, and she like can't like oh, she can't right. she thinks he's like actually like a homeless guy, right? And then mm. <laughs> there's just like this one line where like he goes to help on the model home, and they're like sort of like I know everyone's here for like you know, their own reasons. And Thomas Jane just says this line. He's like, 
I just want my kids back. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking best. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay Bluth. Lindsay Bluth, of course. The of course. Work of unburdening that off of the listeners' mind. Screaming, yeah, I'm sorry. Lindsay! I've forgotten the Arrested Development <laughs> canon. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not criticizing them because I have that same thing and on podcasts. If somebody like puts something out there and can't come up with it. Right, right, right. It's a it's a weight on me that is slowly killing me. I gotta stop listening to podcasts. Nick, what is something that you think is overrated? My baby's gender. Mm. Okay. It's everyone's first question. Mm. When, you, when you're pregnant, when you have a baby, boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. Right. But that is relevant information to no one. <laughs> that's a really good point like it doesn't yeah. fucking matter at all it doesn't matter at all to anyone not even to me right there's nothing going on i mean it matters to me because i got a, I I learned i had to pull back his foreskin right to wipe his penis yeah yeah but that's it you know i bet you mm-hmm. don't have to do that if he doesn't have a penis Right. But in other ways, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because it is the just the most often asked question and like to for strangers, you know. Right. If they just see a pregnant woman and like, oh, congrats, like what what's is it a boy or a girl? You're like, you're a lady at the bank. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you give a fuck? <laughs> right. I, but I, I like it's a to reptile. Think, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just like pulls out a notebook and she's like, one boy. All right. Okay. Thank, <laughs> you, Thank, Thank you, Miss. I wanted to know. Noted on your account. Yeah, it's really, really weird. And just as humans, we just have these just automatic responses that right. for, for no reason. And then they're just a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, because it does seem like the if you have really nothing to say, it's just sort of like it follows this pattern of conversation when talking to like somebody like, oh, right. you're pregnant, which the next thing would be probably be, What's, what is it? Was it a boy or a girl? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I and feel like it gives them it. something to... Because I, I don't know too many people who are like, when, if, when you give them an answer, they're like, oh, never mind. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A boy? Oh. oh, fuck. Okay. Sorry. Right. And then I it's always going to be, oh, that's going to be fun. Right. Oh, they, it just yeah. gives oh, them something great. to like, yeah, raise their shoulders behind their head. <laughs> that's the like, good oh, one. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both pretty good. Yeah. So we found out with our first, did not find out until day of, on day zero on the second and it really brings out a lot of folk science in people people will will do love oh, to yeah. be like oh you're definitely I having a girl oh uh, yeah why why <laughs> definitely why do they a girl think? why do they think uh, and they Hold were on, take your like, socks off really quick dad let me <laughs> yeah. look at that oh you're you're sweating <laughs> your pinky toes as long as that fourth toe <laughs> yeah so it's a boy they were mostly wrong almost mostly almost all of them wrong like, oh, wow, you're you carrying wrong. that like yeah. a girl. It's definitely a girl. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and this is based off of, it's funny too, one of my friends who's a nurse, like when she was pregnant, she's just around a bunch of like other nurses. And like, it was funny how she said so many of them. She's like, I don't really, we're not, we don't really care. We're not looking, blah, blah, blah. They were like, Oh, th- everyone introduced all their theories. Like, so if like a nurse was from the Philippines, there was like a version of like what Filipinos believe is like the folk sort of assessment of what a child, what kind of child it'll be. And then like a Russian nurse would say something different. And it's sure. interesting how she was just constantly bombarded by like all these different <laughs> contradicting ideas. Yeah. Almost like it's not scientific. No. 
The the one theory that I've enjoyed is that pilots claim that pilots only have girls, that there's something mm. about being that high in the air, that close to the sun that makes <laughs> it so you only have girls. And I like there's a uh, a band that I'm friendly with that back when they were like very small and didn't fly anywhere. They all had boys, and then once they started flying places, they all started having girls, and their, like, pilot was like, oh, yeah, well, you're definitely going to only have girls now, guys, because... How, of- this is like a... <laughs> this, this band had a lot of kids. Is this Hanson? It is Hanson. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was the Walkmen, and they, <laughs> yeah, have did have a lot of kids, right. in fact. But, yeah, I think it must be like a holdover from the day when it was like, oh, good, so you're going to be able to put them out in the field pretty soon, or, you know... Like, I, there is, like, a part of the mind that just immediately goes to that, but I, I just wonder if it's just, like, from, from an earlier era, because it doesn't matter until a long time right. on. Yeah. It doesn't even change how you approach the child at all. What is something you think is underrated? That is a great question, and a little out of left field. I <laughs> did not see that one coming. <laughs> but I guess if I had to say something, I would say baby names. Okay. Baby names. This is not this is no easy feat. Took us three days mm. in the hospital mm-hmm. before, oh, we, really? before we decided. Yeah, he was nameless for three days. Now, my approach coming with the name Nick. <laughs> is that I don't want a name that three-fifths of my best friends have also. <laughs> sure. I mean, it is bonkers. Shout out to Nick Vaderot and Nick Rutherford, who sure. are those guys in my inner circle, and it is insane that there's so many of us, and I don't want that for my kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And we also thought that Tennessee was pretty cool, and it would be nice and alliterative. Tennessee Turner, you know? Yeah. But that's that hits too hard. That's too good of a name. Yeah. Stick that in the middle yeah. and they get the, it's an option for yeah. later. If on. He, yeah. If he if he wins a Grammy, then he can use <laughs> then he right. can start using it. If he's a college football star, I feel like that would <laughs> be a, a good show name horse. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't gender my baby. He could be a show horse. No. Yeah, sounds like a yeah, that name all sounds like a turn of the century like baseball pitcher. Oh, Tennessee, Tennessee Turner. Turner. Oh, Tennessee yeah. Turner. Oh my I mean Or a baseball was, pitch like a Oh the ten throwing the Tennessee Turner. Yeah. yeah. Oh out. yeah. Like well, an off speed pitch. Yeah, or a, a pool shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely a pool shark. It's no it's no joke. That name like that when you don't have a name and the baby's out is uh it's a real real process. Gut check. Yeah. yeah, people really get upset. It's like, you know, you thought people cared about what the gender was, but once they confirm what the gender is, then they come hard with what is that goddamn baby's <laughs> name? You right, tell me right. now, it matters. How much does it weigh? What's its name? I need this yesterday you don't have a on name? my desk yesterday. Yeah. You don't have a fucking name? I'm calling CPS. <laughs> yeah. right. Everybody at the hospital... It's the first thing they ask because they like write the baby's name down on it. Right. Right. Stuff. And so you go in and they're like, what's the name? Every person. We don't know. And they go, oh, you're waiting to find out what it looks like. You're going to, you're waiting to see the baby. Yeah. Huh? You're like, absolutely not. I'm not right. <laughs> trying to come up with who, a good name. Who would do that? You don't look at a baby and it's like, yep, 
That's mm-hmm. a jack. Yeah. Just a yeah. baby doesn't look like a jack. A baby looks like another baby. Baby looks like baby if you had to give yeah. it a name. If you waited, yeah, you'd be like, oh, tiny grandpa. Yeah. Most of the kids yeah. would just be bag of mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. You got nothing. But we went with Otis. Yeah, which is a great Because name. we looked up what it meant and what and made sure it wasn't on any lists. Mm. Right. That's what we, yeah, we had Liam locked and loaded for our oh, first, boy. for the first like five years of our marriage. And then once we started thinking about having kids, we looked at a name list and it had been like the number one name yeah. and still it's remains like the number, number one, one this name. Year. Yeah, it's still <laughs> the number one name. The the Liam Neeson affection mm-hmm. is strong, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. Liam Gallagher uh, is probably yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I want a baby who can find me if I get taken. <laughs> You're about to be taken, Daddy. <laughs> Someone who knows what a champagne supernova is. Yes, thank you. Um, and then, of course, as soon as I posted the name, a friend of mine texted me to say that uh, her she had named her baby Otis. And I like just... m- moments before, or no, no, uh, years, a couple of years ago. I oh, just, okay, um, but you just weren't up on it. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just forgot or, did, you know, whatever. Baby, you know, it goes over my head. I don't care yeah. until it's relevant right. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you nailed it, so congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Did you have Absolutely. a committee? Like, I had my, it was my wife, my sister, and I were the only people who I was really letting in on the naming process, on the, the second one, who we didn't have a name for for the first couple days. But, like, that's it. that's how you know you trust somebody. Is when it's yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in the writer's room on this yeah. baby's name. <laughs> I I wouldn't even tell anyone like what we were thinking about. Yeah, just because I don't want anyone's negative opinion. I don't yeah. want to see your face because it doesn't right. matter. You know, and there's yeah, no yeah. there's no good names. <laughs> None of them make sense. Right. And so yeah, we had no committee. We just at the that final day, we were like, the hospital is like, you have to name him by this day or else. <laughs> Or else right. it's going to be way more paperwork. Yeah, it can't, and it can't be untitled. How does it feel, Mighty <laughs> <By> Angelo? <laughs> okay, fine. Give me another form then. Brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about some news. And we're back. Welcome back to Tie-Dye Zebra. Tie-Dye Zebra. (laughs) Cool, man. Again, like kind of a cool pattern. Kind of a cool like look. If we had a Tie-Dye Zebra print t-shirt, I think it would sell. That's kind of like uh, Lisa Frank's lane. Yeah, you've kind of fucked up. Do you hear that, listeners? (laughs) With Photoshop? You hear that MFC Erickson? No, we're putting too much on MFC Erickson's plate. Yeah, I feel like don't don't do it, man. Don't don't. <laughs> Anyone got don't a need Canva account? <laughs> but yeah, I'm not saying like a tie-dyed print with zebras running around on it. I mean a print that is zebra print, but with tie-dye. I'm sure it's being done. Oh, you're saying it's like a black and white zebra print base shirt, and then you tie-dye right. the fuck out of that. Out of the white, yeah. What does tie-dye I like, mean? Is it because you... You tie, you like, because you like turn it, you it dip together? it yeah, in the yeah. dye, yeah. so that's how you get oh, them okay. trippy patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyways, people should listen. I'm glad that I spent a minute expressing my thoughts on fashion because it's something that I'm really good at and I'm sure is one of the main reasons the listeners tune in. I didn't say it at the beginning, but uh, it's a wonderful white shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. White, white t-shirts white is... Uh, is that like Balmain? It looks like very vintage distressed uh, design. It is. Yeah, Balmain. Oh. I don't even know what that means. It's fruit of the loom. By the way, just speaking of what I look like right now, I'm I'm still growing out my beard and mustache. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't made the full commitment to the mustache because I, as I mentioned, my wife I think is going to leave me when I do the mustache. So wow, it's it's very uncomfortable though. Things I don't are going like that having well, huh? a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Literally hanging yeah. on by some beard hairs. <laughs> I'm as full as Miles. Oh, right. I mean, look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking Absolutely. like fucking Burt Reynolds over here. <laughs> <laughs> looking like Turd uh, Reynolds over here. <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, how they feeling these days? I mean, look. How we looking, baby? <laughs> they didn't have a good, they had a bad bit of, uh, a bad couple elections. Some races didn't go the way they thought they were, especially in Virginia. And like, then it kicked off the whole thing of like, is it, are we too woke? Yeah. Are thing, are, did the woke artists completely yeah. swindle the party and go too far left or something like that? Mm-hmm. And so it's been a mm-hmm. bit of a gut check, especially as most onlookers are like, yeah, see, this is how, this is. Typically, the disaster, uh, this is the recipe for it. You promise shit, you don't deliver, then you wonder what the hell happened, and then you continue to not deliver only for a rebalancing of power to happen in Congress. And I think from the outside, it's pretty clear what went wrong, which was just sort of like, hey, why don't you deliver on the fucking legislation that makes life easier for 99% of the people? But I think it's like they have this, it's sort of like they forget that There are more like their donors maybe make up a couple thousand people that can cast votes Mm -hmm. where, you know, the people they actually need to impress are in the fucking millions. So maybe just maybe emphasize that part. So pollsters have been doing a lot of, you know, A-B testing to figure out, like, what kind of messaging is going to work? How is how are the Democrats going to make up to get some like independence and the base sort of uh, energized to come out and vote? And. Again, the results are very clear. They come to this conclusion that, you know, essentially what it boils down to, people want to hear about increased pay and addressing the imbalance of power in terms of employment and governance. Hmm. There's just a feeling that people aren't heard, cannot do anything. Their wages are just sort of stagnant and no one's addressing that. So that's just sort of like, hey, that's that's easy. We can kind of get behind that. Right. But it's just kind of sad to see that, like, so much money is being spent on consultants, you know, but the fuck and like these are people who act like millennials and Gen Z voters like don't exist at all and are like confused when like these kinds of sentiments come out. But the whole thing with this now is this polling document, it like reads like aliens from another planet are just finding out about like class struggle. And right. that people are aware of the disparity in the economy. And it's funny how like oh, with all this stuff, it's like, we got to talk about this. You know, black voters like talk about just finding better outcomes in the legal system, as well as funding for like historical black colleges and universities, things like that. And then there's like this one line that says, quote, and most importantly, this framework produces some of its biggest shifts with Gen Z and millennials, particularly the whites <laughs> from this like document. You're like. You guys just don't know who you guys just don't talk to normal people at all. 
this is so clear that you don't know people who are like get a paycheck that they count on every week that you're just in an echelon or you're in a reality of people who don't have to think about their bills at all. And it right. shows by never considering this when you're ideating around legislation. And Not it takes only a that, small group to do it. That they like don't worry about their bills. Like they're all multimillionaires. Right. You can't right. be in Congress, which is like hilarious how much money we know every congressman makes. Right. It's not, it's, it's like sub 200,000. Right. And mm-hmm. 100% of them that have been there more than one term are millionaires. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to shut it down. All of it. De- <laughs> defund Congress. I'll go one further. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like, y'all don't need a fucking paycheck. That I feel like would be very popular uh, with the people. But, you know. Right. Ca- yeah, you don't need a paycheck. <laughs> Why are we doing this shit? You, everyone, as soon as they get to office, must Pick a charity that their money goes to or something. Right. Or if it's like, if you're not a millionaire, then you can get, you know, because there are new members of Congress who are like activists, like you have Cori Bush and people like that. who are like, oh, yeah, give them a better paycheck. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're out here, like, if you're the fucking. (laughs) Nah, even them. them. No, everyone's going to get corrupted. You know, everyone's good until they're not. Well, I don't think the corruption comes from the paycheck. Yeah, it's not. It's such an insignificant amount of. Okay, how about this? They okay. only get their paycheck. You're not there allowed you to make mo- outside would... money like a like an athlete, like an NCAA athlete. Or something. Yes, that's well, a good idea. Like but... take take the NCAA's all the energy they were putting yeah. towards making sure that like nobody got paid overtime for the summer job that like they got <laughs> while, while right. playing for the University of Louisville. Like change, take all that energy, which was a considerable amount of energy. They were like the fucking. FBI on that shit, like take all of that and put that towards just making sure that Congress people don't. It'd be yeah. interesting. It would be interesting to hear Congress members of Congress defend them getting a salary, mm-hmm. right? You know, like being like, "Well, I, if not, I mean, I have bills I have to pay," and you're like, "Really, Nancy? Then fuck Pelosi? off. <laughs> you are <laughs> worth." I think over a hundred million dollars. I don't think you need a paycheck. But I, that, I don't. I don't take a take a paycheck on that. Like that. That doesn't go to me. That's just holdings. So that, that's that's the big argument yeah. about. You can't tax that. Doesn't technically count. Really, just means that I can take out a zero interest loan on a fucking mansion because I have that much holdings. Yeah, but, and also I got a good deal. From the Gettys for uh, officiating oh, that way. God, wedding. how so is that? Out. Like, why would anyone want that? A, why would she <laughs> do that? Like, <laughs> why would she do that for the optics? Oh, I thought That's you were going to say, how was that something I wasn't invited to? Because that was right. my first thought. I was pissed. Like, yeah, that yeah. Fucking well, tight, I've not dog. been invited to weddings before. My friends, <laughs> Gavin Newsom so. skipped out on the COP26 conference to go to that. So that's how cool that thing was. You know, is that true? Yeah. Wow. Especially, yeah. I mean, like, look, we all we all stand an oil baroness, you know, <laughs> oil baroness queen. Names. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, so all this to say is. They still have their heads in the completely wrong compartment of their body, uh, not on the outside, just to see what is happening generally in the country. Because another huge thing that's happening that they're not really paying attention to, or it doesn't sound like they're saying out loud they're paying attention to, is the fact that, you know, think like prices are going up on certain things. We talked about how 
the inflation, there was like an inflation piece on CNN, wasn't quite nailing all of the data on inflation, but prices are going up. Like there is there the that's that's a fact. But you know, how much it's gonna go further or how long it is, I think are the big question marks. And the huge disparity that's happening at the moment is sort of like around the fact that the middle 50% of earners have not seen a lot of wage increases. You know, because of a lot of the people holding out to not take low paying like hourly wage jobs, that's created an environment where companies are actively being like, here's like, we need to be upping what we offer people to get more people to work. So in the like the wage growth for people who are working hourly jobs has gone up, you know, higher than like the increase in prices that's gone on. So it's not quite maybe felt the same way, not to say that, you know, they're completely insulated from this. But because their incomes have gone up, it's a little bit less of, you know, I guess a perceptible, again, math issue compared to what middle earners make and like how much prices have increased. And then when you look at that, again, that's a group of voters are saying, is anyone going to talk about, you know, cost of living increases, how to maybe treat people more humanely? Is that something the Democrats can talk about? I don't know, but they didn't. And so that's another thing they're pointing to is you also you got to look at again what people's lived experiences are not just right. what the messaging is going to be right but it's those like kind of very basic and straightforward ideas that they treat when, when like you know a socialist candidate like just uses plain language to speak about them they treat it like it's a fucking magic trick that they're like this person like just puts has an amazing ability to translate people's needs into regular like that is disqualifyingly simple for the class of people who get their paycheck making it seem like you can't get elected without them you know going through your your phone and telling telling you which donor you need to like reach out to and then like also like you know charting and triangulating like fucking how you should proceed but mm-hmm. the more the more I see of history, the more I think like the the Pepsi logo redesign pitch that Gawker leaked to the world in the early 2000s, like explains our modern world. Like it's an English paper by someone who like didn't read the book, but is on cocaine and is just <laughs> like so confident and just making shit up but is so confident that the shit they're making up is like smart and all all they have to do is like kind of confuse and intimidate the person into like not firing them basically <laughs> that like the that the thing about like the this is re- the biggest shifts with gen z and millennials particularly the whites like that that energy is just yeah. so fucking poisonous when all you had to do is just kind of look into it and say, hey, do we have anybody who's fluent in poor? Right. <laughs> what are they saying? Oh, like it's, yeah, there's just such a terrible, terrible disconnect. And, you know, uh, we'll see what they do with this information, whether or not that's going to say like, hey, we actually, turns out we actually can't just lie to people all the time or not. I don't know. TBD. But the answer will become clear next year. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, there's a pretty wild story in uh, 
professional soccer in France, pro soccer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So the uh, I'll just let you talk about this, Miles. I'm not going to even pretend like <laughs> I know on, what the Jack. fuck's happening. Your favorite here. Paris Saint-Germain? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look. They're the Paris Saint-Germain uh, PSG women's team is one of the, you know, Europe's top squads. Oh, and yeah. And they had a great win <laughs> over Real Madrid in the middle of the week. And, you know, sort of the story was there was like, you know, one of their starting midfielders, Kira Hamraoui, she wasn't able to start because her and another player were attacked the day before by like masked goons that pulled them out of the car and shit. And she had her like legs and hands smashed with metal bars and luckily for PSG, Hamraoui's, you know, understudy, the person who's like kind of keeping, you know, just ha- has this other play. I have someone on, off the bench who could come and slot right in perfectly under the name of Amanita Diallo. Anya Harding. <laughs> right? So <laughs> this shit got real yesterday because Diallo was arrested on suspicion of being involved in the attack. Mm. Now, the story goes like this. This is from the Daily Beast. Quote, on the night of the attack, Hamraoui had reportedly accepted a ride home from Diallo after a team dinner. Diallo was said to be at the wheel when both women were pulled outside by the masked men, but Diallo was only restrained by them while Hamraoui was hammered with iron bars. Hmm. Oh, so wow. she's now being brought in under just basically saying like, so what's good, Tanya? Yeah, why can't they hit her? Also, who, they don't understand the game of soccer very well if half of their hits were on her hands. Yeah. Right. You're wasting time there. Also, I think maybe, was that her idea? Hit the other girl's hands. Yeah, just get her, just give her a good one, like on one of her fingers. Be like, I, I got hit on my hand too. I don't know. <laughs> what if they or were hitting that, our hands, man? What, yeah, was that the plan to be like, do the hands too so it doesn't look like a specifically <laughs> soccer hit job? <laughs> I don't know what, the, you know, what exactly was in the instructions were. But, yeah, apparently this was super sloppy if, like, within days that they're like, okay, I think it's this, per- like, we have enough to go on to bring this person in to investigate further. But I guess so, yeah, beating the fuck out of a teammate or a player that's above you in the pecking order, I guess, is still a- going strong in 2021. It is, it, like, a possibility that they just had orders to to hit the star. They didn't care about some bench person, you know? <laughs> Could you? What's that? Yeah, what's your defense going to be at, at that point if you're Diallo? I don't know what you can... You're like, ah, <laughs> maybe... They, I don't know. I, they just held me back, and I was like, please think of my legs and get hers only. I, it doesn't... I don't think there's much of a defense here, mm. but we don't know. We don't know. But I get it. Like, I feel like a lot of the time in soccer, there's always like this narrative of like a player who's keeping another player from starting. And I think that's true in most sports mm-hmm. when there's competition for positions. <laughs> but this is like one where you're truly like, damn, you really just went for it and mm-hmm. knocked off this player to get your way into the squad. They're both like national team teammates, too. So it very evokes a lot of uh, modern day Tanya energy. Wow. I mean, yeah. Well, Stay tuned. We'll be following this. I I don't know if we. I mean, if we're getting like, to the bottom of this, guys. Shut yeah, this I, or if it's open and shut, then we won't be. But that's pretty. Wild. Yeah, and also I didn't realize she was like gooned up to the point where she could put together something like that pretty quick. Oh, you're a pro athlete. Goons find you. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Let's talk about Arby's. They are releasing a vodka because they are trying to kill you. Yeah. With a good so, time. 
for people who somehow don't feel bad enough about themselves already while drinking, they <laughs> are releasing a vodka that has cri- that one competing vodka. You got your Arby's Crinkle Cut Fry vodka and your Arby's Curly Fry vodka. I am a Curly Fry man myself. I don't think I would be interested in drinking Curly Fry infused Flavored vodka. Flavored anything. Yeah. I... Mm. What is the seasoning in curly fries that makes them the se- this is, what do we got? There? MSG? Paprika? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you then, got your cayenne, like you got salt? your paprika, you got your onion and garlic. Okay. And that seems to be the the main flavor profile of I the guess. traditional Arby's curly fry. I mean how okay, well how much is a bottle? Oh, it's a mere sixty bucks. Now, is this just in liquor stores or are Jesus. they opening Arby's with or like like Taco Bell Cantina, they'll have uh, Ar- Arby's Barbies. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Arby Barbie, welcome. Arby Barbie. They, welcome to uh, Arby Barbie. I hate myself. <laughs> and I'm Barbie. <laughs> Branded with Mattel, Arby Barbie and Barbie. Yeah, it's just, it's just for a, people to buy online, yeah. Just to put on your shelf collection of empty bottles for college. Right. I don't know if I could eat. I mean, it looks like in the in this promo image, it's for like a Bloody Mary. Cause I feel like that's the only time you could have a savory flavor, like in a cocktail where you're like, Oh, okay. I, I guess. But this is just, I don't know. Like Arby's, I think of me being like just terribly high and needing to eat a beef and cheddar. Mm-hmm. And I, the last thing in my mind is like, I would love vodka with this. Mm. I, I think yeah, it's, I, yeah. I, I think it's so expensive because you're not supposed to eat it. It's just for promo. Right. You're not supposed to drink. Like, you're not supposed to know. No one wants you to taste it. Right. Right. <laughs> just you hold it on to your kid for your kid, Nick. You're like, hey boy, you know what this is? <laughs> this is a collector's item. This is your Curly inheritance. Vodka. Boy. I wanted to yeah. share it with you for your first <laughs> drink, my boy. Well, it's the only vodka they let you drink in an Arby's, so that's why I buy right. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's BYOB. Keep your, keep your options open. BYO Barbies. This is actually part of a trend. There was a uh, Taco Bell wine, a Grey Poupon wine, and even Cheese It wine. These are Cheese It wine. These are wines meant to pair with Taco. Oh. It's not like a cheesy gordita crunch flavored wine. Someone's just so, stomping on a bunch of Cheetos. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People stomping on Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, come on, everyone, do a Cheetos and Cheese It stomping party. Yeah, and Duncan partnered with a brewery this year to release multiple beers and they they always sound pretty pretty gross to me it's cuz i guess flavor is just fucking king now you know cuz like even if it's that like seltzers also brought in the era of like hey man fun flavors to drink to, right you know remember you didn't make varsity basketball <laughs> it's like when a high school tv show go a high school tv show goes to college Right. Where you're like, what is even your brand anymore? This is, right. <laughs> this is right, too right, fractured. Right. <laughs> Go to bed, Arby's. You're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, this is an Arby's. This is perfectly okay. I mean, you know, I I, I guess this is, everything's just going to be a flavor. Like, there's no, like, everything's just sort of done to the point where it, little thought has to be put into anything and you're not really like assembling anything anymore. Obviously the others, like I can see how the Arby's thing is just a pure marketing stunt, but even like when you look at 
just in general, how like the seltzer market's moving and how beers are starting to be like, fuck, fuck, man, fucking seltzers. We got to fucking right. keep up. It's just wild how much that is just these like little things are completely upending like sort of business as usual. Do you think tomorrow in the uh, in the Arby's marketing boardroom or whatever, they're going to high five over getting it on TDZ? TDZ. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the number one target for all marketers. It's going to yeah. be on a chalkboard, I guarantee. 100%. <laughs> a, a, a podcast barely hanging on the charts is the <laughs> number one venue to publicize your new alcohol. <laughs> I mean, we're influencers, Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently uh, alcohol and junk food companies were like I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't like closely monitoring the, uh, you know, product charts during the pandemic. But apparently mm-hmm. they were the ones that were nailing it from a uh, advertising perspective. Alcohol and junk food companies have used the pandemic. This is a quote from a uh, opendemocracy.net article. Have used the pandemic to, quote, ingratiate themselves with the public and governments Yet their products are driving disease that exacerbated COVID-19 infection. Companies have donated junk food and sugary drinks to health workers and children's homes. So, wow, that's cool. A beer maker has marketed a six foot social distancing cool box. And then, yeah, just like making donations, just making sure that everybody remembers. Hey, making sure. Yeah. When Sunny... When your kids turn 21, or who knows, by this time, maybe they'll lobby the fuck out of Congress and the new drinking age is 11. Right. Nice. They'll remember to, to reach for a nice, great Cheez-It wine. Yeah. Because, like, that honestly feels like it just has... It's just weird also, too, how products seem to be, like, it's clear, like, a lot of millennials are in the driver's seat with a lot of marketing stuff because right. a lot of shit is now... We're at that point where it's, like, being like, hey, 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 asshole, remember this? Remember this <laughs> shit? And right. now we're like, oh, yeah, fucking Arby's vodka, cheese it wine. I'm, it's enough for me to go, uh, go on. Yeah. Say it, say the whole thing. And then I'll be like, no, I'm, I will pass respectfully. Mm. Yeah. Taco Bell pairing wine is a very, that seems like a reach to me. I just can't. It's just not, let's not, pre- let's not pretend we need to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the only thing that pairs with, Taco Bell and every motherfucker on earth knows this is Baja, Baja Blast. Blast. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So let's just cut the shit with this and know that that's the only thing you need to pair yeah. with it is some food dye. Oh, and like a New Orleans sponsor. style Baja Blast frozen beverage, like hurricane alcohol, grain alcohol mixture that that makes sense to me, oh, but not not one. This I do, I, I, I do like this uh, Cheez-It wine a lot more. I looked at a picture, and it's a box. Half mm-hmm. of the box is the crackers, Jeez, half a box half is a boxes. box of wine. Yeah. That's much, that, that, I don't know, it just fits a lot better in my head. Right. right That's right. a good combo to bring to a party. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, pull up, they're like, oh, it's a house. I'm like, hey, I brought a little, I heard there was charcuterie, so I thought I'd you know, contribute here, little right. house blend wine and some Cheez-Its. In, mm. in California, you can get that in the same store, but like uh, in, in Virginia or New York, you can't, yeah. you can't buy food in the same store as liquor. Yeah. So I wonder how that would work. Like uh, you go into, I don't know. Oh, yeah. right. You'd still have to, you would have to get, in my mind, I was thinking someone goes to, 
to get the wine and then to another store to get the Cheez-Its and then right. go. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then they have a separate store that fuses them for you. <laughs> do that. Yeah, you go to Lowe's and they shake them together in a big paint right. can. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, here you go, off you go. Sorry, sorry, we couldn't sell it to you in one piece, but we appreciate the business. Uh, for collecting the elements to create this collab box. Collabo. All right. It's is anybody ever going to beat the Doritos Locos Taco in terms of like brand collaborations? Has anyone? Am I wrong in assuming that that is the unassailable greatest? Um, You mean in terms of like pure, like just pushing the genre? Well, just like putting two products together like that one just made so much sense and worked so well. I'm just wondering, like. Have we approached that level with a with a product? I don't know. I mean, I think if you made like a a hot Cheetos Michelada, canned Michelada, I would drink. Mm, that. Mm, <laughs> I would mm-hmm. drink the fuck out of that. I I feel like we are we have not explored hot Cheetos enough. There were what we did talk about, like some Cheeto crusted fried chicken products. Right? Yeah. There is some stuff not. like that, and the Cheetos did like a pop up shop. But I feel like there's there's a way to go outside of food or something with hot Cheetos mm. to to bring... the hot Cheetos experience, the yeah. hot Cheetos essence. Yeah, like maybe if it's just hot Cheeto dust in a yeah. in a fucking bottle. Yeah. Well, oh, like people use it, it like glitter. Right? Yeah, you go strippers <laughs> just covered <laughs> hot Cheeto <laughs> dust. Where were you last night? <laughs> Coming home, smelling like country apple splash from Bath and Body Works. Hot Cheeto dust all over your 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 work shirt. <laughs> I bet, like you know, the way people like want like ground up whale tusks or whatever, you know, because they think it, it's got some healing property. You right. could sell it. You know, this is like pure from the factory floor Cheeto dust. It's yeah. not like, yeah, you no, know, his fingers were in this. That sounds like a millennial grandparent folk cure. Right. Like, no, no, honey, <laughs> just you didn't eat enough hot Cheeto. Here, here, here. It's like my fucking great grandmother thinks hot Cheeto dust fucking yeah. fixes everything. That's today's Tussin. Put some <laughs> Tussin on it. Stir it in with like like some muesli just to like add a little. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I think that could work. I think there's a future treating treating hot Cheeto dust like a supplement that yeah. is just in, and what you in you compress now. it into a diamond, the new hot Cheeto diamond. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, this is all the, the music to my ears. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a TDZ acronym that works with uh, hot Cheetos. Oh shit! Give me fifteen minutes. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll just be <laughs> waiting. So, listeners, just get comfortable. We'll be might hear some pen scratching. The dust we... zeals. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. The Perfect. dust zealots. The dust zealots. That's the what dust zealots. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all about the dust and the hot Cheeto dust, mm-hmm. not angel dust. Right. All right. And finally, we just wanted to check in with Goop. Let you know oh. they're still garbage, despite the really? fact that they have a new Netflix series oh, that is getting like re- like rave reviews from the New Yorker who had the headline the splendid uncoolness of sex love and goop which is the name of the show sex love the and goop the splendid uncool okay yeah that's an interesting c- compliment with sex love and goop Gwyneth Paltrow's latest career pivot might finally be worth rooting for uh, that was from Ugh. the Washington Post 
Because we're all just like kind of waiting around, waiting to see, should we be rooting for her career pivot? Or like, I How don't is know. this a pivot? Yeah. She's been right. doing this website for a decade or two. Right. And then she got a TV show, but she's a famous actress. Yes. <laughs> so just one thing, like it is, it checks in with different couples about like, sexual dysfunction in their relationships and like how they overcome it with the help of sex therapists. But because it's a TV version, they like CSI that shit up and like make it real Mm. like active and, you know, visual. So sexologists, actual like the people who help real couples off TV with sexual dysfunction in their relationships are pointing out that this could actually do real world harm because the show includes footage of sexologists and sex therapists orgasming and simulating sex in front of clients, watching clients being intimate in bed and digitally penetrating two women, which is generally not how that profession operates, but it sure would be enough to probably scare a bunch of people off of not of ever like going and getting help from a sex therapist this does sound like a better show than i was thinking right yeah 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 because yeah, sure. it's like straight it's just nasty yeah this is awful i gotta this watch sounds, this this sounds like the like something like a teenager like it's like when you don't have access to porn like you find shit mm-hmm. that you can kind of rock yeah, with. yeah you masturbate to hbo's real sex right seems <laughs> the splendid uncoolness of sex love and goop masturbating to the splendid uncoolness of sex love and goop but yeah the like the one of the the sexologists are saying like what one of the false you know misconceptions they come up against is that sexologists will need to touch you or watch you have sex and right that leads to real world sexologists both like not being used but also being harassed or people claiming to be sexologists making demands that people don't realize are inappropriate Mm, that's you know, right. porn right because every time i've ever seen a sexologist or two people go to the therapist they end right. up fucking the therapist cause right, right, right it's only in porn right yeah but i mean i watch it over my wife's shoulder i don't watch it personally right right <laughs> yeah that's so that's so nasty no it's fine you know i don't judge i just personally i'm i'm a higher being Right. <laughs> yeah, I did notice you've been levitating off of your chair for by like two to three all inches the chairs. throughout. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. November 10th. What do you think is yeah. going on now? Yeah. <laughs> Directing it inward. It's November levitating. 11th, Miles. Come on. Oh, I mean 11th. Yep. See? Jesus oh, Christ, man. I'm so enlightened I didn't even correct it. Right. <laughs> is it just like weird sexology? Because I feel like all goop things are like, Here's some people to tell you some stuff that's kind of half true and completely distort your view of a given topic. And then it's like, and here's some shit you can buy, too. <laughs> like, you feel like is the one-two punch a lot of right. times. No, not not in this case, because, like, Goop is just selling their uh, fully scientifically vetted DTF supplement to boost women's sex drives, which medical experts have called exploitive noise containing nonsense medical claims. And... They are like the Netflix show is tethered to a quote online shop inspired with the show, not by the show. It was like a inspired with the show. Yeah, inspired with the show, (laughs) which I feel like is similar to her like conscious uncoupling of like, there's no one cause or effect here. It's that two things are kind of working together. Right, right. It is the conscious uncoupling of 
bullshit merch that is attached to a harmful show. So DTF uh, was also featured in Goop's recent 2021 gift guide, which, you know, has been raved about and described as uh, with words such as uh, deranged. The gift guide uh, featured a $75 orgasm candle, a $95 vibrator, a $180 salad set, a sled that costs more than $10,000, and a kid's jungle gym that goes for the low, low price of $37,000 because it's gold-plated and I'm guessing made from the bones of poor people. I mean, vibrators, you know, the vibrator technology, I'm not mad at a $95 vibrator, I'm not mad at, but the, I mean, an orgasm candle, like, I love, I love when shit is like, completely disconnected from something well that's the sequel to last year's vagina candle right wasn't that scented though yeah no this one is described i think the text on the product page says this this candle smells like my orgasm oh my god it it really does yeah it really does what the so what like rotten cookie dough (laughs) oh no what is that even i mean that's what i hear yeah. From uh-huh. other people that do sex normally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is about goop, though. Why am I on trial? Yeah. <laughs> Mile just burst into tears like Kyle Rittenhouse. No, uh, man. It's fucking... <laughs> I rolled over my foot with my desk chair. <laughs> so anyways, they, this is all coming on the heels of the Goop Health Summit, which costs $1,000 per ticket, featuring workshops on creativity, love, astrology, and belonging. And, of course, Porsche rides. Right. Because Porsche was a sponsor, (laughs) and the Summit on Health was powered by Porsche and held at the Porsche Experience Center. And attendees were invited to try the new 45-minute Porsche track driving experience. And Goop kind of presented this as a wellness activity, claiming that the test driving of Porsche was... Quote, the chance to experience being in your oh body in a new way. Like, I feel like they do collaborate, like collaborate with like Raytheon right. and be like, their weapon systems allow us to be connected with the present in a way that only can be brought on by imminent death right. or something like that. Like, I mean, credit to them for finding a way to always goopify something like, yeah, this Porsche collab, they drive it. Way to be in your body, in a car, fuck it. Okay, next thing, we're good. (laughs) Check. There's also this personal sort of anecdote from Gwen. She says, driving's my obsession. I'm an excellent driver. I'm too fast and I curse the whole time. (laughs) She said that in the opening remarks. Thank you, Porsche, for being so aligned with us on the theme of dreams and dreaming big and dreaming your way into new incarnations of yourself that cost nearly a million dollars to... Also, like the way you said my wife earlier, it's one of those things where you can't not say it like, I'm an excellent driver. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Also, she sounds like a total asshole on the road, but yeah. Yeah, cursing and stuff. It's wild because I know some people, I've, I've worked with people who have gone over there to work and they either flame out real quick or they get, they fucking get in deep. Oh, right. Yeah. I saw footage of this over the weekend from someone I know who works there and the way they post and like, we're like so geeked up on those Porsches and stuff. I was like, damn, look oh, at you. Oh God. They got your ass. Got your got ass. Em. 
every every time one of those posts happens, she's just quietly on her phone and she turns to her COO and is like, "Got him." See, got another one. <laughs> it's like the guys uh, at the um, the Arby's vodka headquarters. Right. <laughs> TDC got him. These dipshits <laughs> think they're uh, think they're actually hurting us. This right. is gonna boost sales. <laughs> My favorite yeah. Goop product is uh, the one is the the vaccine candle. <laughs> the vaccine candle. <laughs> so yeah. So don't get the vaccine. Get the vaccine candle. One candle works just as good. Just as it good. Puts puts midichlorians in the air. And you too will be able to harness the power of the force. But yeah, like you meant, like a month ago, there was a report that Goop has seen a massive exodus of employees in the past two years due to being overworked and paid at least 40% less than the industry standard. But, you know, so someone's got to pay for Gwyneth and her higher ups to drive Porsches yeah. and curse at everybody. They speed past as they drive recklessly through LA. Wow. Good for, I mean, <laughs> These yes. people making so much money up at the top over there. Doesn't that like undo everything she's ever tried to do with Goop? She's like, oh, me personally, I'm a nightmare. I can't, I don't care how much <laughs> right. yoga a person does, how many fucking sex candle therapies you do. There's nothing you can do. I'm a nightmare. Goop doesn't work. <laughs> Buy our product. Personally, I'm so fucking wild with this shit. None of this shit works on me. But maybe it will for you, assholes. I don't know. I have Goof. committed vehicular homicide twice this month already. But mm -hmm. yeah, now give it a shot. It's, but my I, mother's I, Blythe Danner. So, so <laughs> I think I'm walking off that. Yeah. But, you know, good to see. Good to see somebody again. Straight from the brute, the bootstraps. To oh, the sure. Top yeah. of the, my top dad of the wasn't one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. Yeah. No. The second biggest. <laughs> the second, yeah. yeah. Shout out. Nick, as always. Hey, that's me. Having oh, you. it's over. That is okay. you. It's over. It's that's all fine. over. No, it's all right. Whatever. It's over, Turner. I guess I'll go <laughs> turn yourself to my in. Life. <laughs> what uh where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Great. You can usually find me uh in the nursery, uh changing the baby. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh yeah, follow me on uh Get Rich Nick. And uh, I'm at Nick's Turner's on the socials. Mm. And I want you to DM me. And I will get to that in the first three weeks of you DMing me. All right. There you go. Great response time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, it's either never or right away. But right. not me. Better response <laughs> time than uh, HR at most companies. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's very yeah. nice. That's Better than HR at most companies. I want that to be <laughs> on my next album deck. There you go. <laughs> Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah, of course. I have that information right here, my dude. Oh, sweet. It's pulled up. Dude, you are yeah. on it. Yeah, of course, right here. And uh, I, as I was saying to Miles earlier, I like up to three tweets a month. And so it's funny when I go to my likes, they're always very, very far away. <laughs> oh, here we go. This one is from July. I don't know. I, I think I liked it recently, though. This And it says, the most unintentionally ironic video for July 4th, a veteran having to deliver packages instead of enjoying his retirement. Everyone is focused on, well, he takes care of the flag, but how about how well his country takes care of him? This was attached to a video of an Amazon delivery guy. Mm. An Amazon crime delivery guy. And uh, he notices while he's delivering a package, a flag falls off the flagpole. Mm. And then he picks it up and he folds it back and he salutes. And then he 
turns around and then almost falls over because he is like a hurt hip. Mm. And it was just everyone being like, this is the greatest video, American video that that I've ever seen. And it's just an old dying man, yeah, who fought for our country delivering packages. (laughs) And it's it's just like, that's our country. Yeah, it is our country. Sorry, it wasn't funny. No, that's no, this sucks. Poignant. 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 Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. Come through for that. We talk 90 day. Uh, a tweet I like. First one is from at Sneer ID tweeted, I'm proud of you. Hits harder than crack. that's uh, true sometimes and from april wolf at a wolfel tweeted i just read a next door post with a woman looking for friends for her 40 something husband to play music with and there are a lot of women offering up their friendless husbands oh (laughs) fuck anyone play bass that's actually how the beatles were founded Yeah. (laughs) yeah You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, Dana Schwartz tweeted, why did I grow up thinking that marine biologist was like one of five main jobs people had? (laughs) Marvel's next Wolverine at Kai Choice tweeted, Amazon at checkout. Do you want to donate to charity? Me, bitch, do you? (laughs) (laughs) And then Josh Gondelman tweeted, do you think Shaq and the general are friends in real life or it's just a work thing? Wow. I do like to just picture They that better be out. fucking friends. Yeah, they better fucking be. Yeah. Also, Dawn at Dawn Blog tweeted, a group of white men is called a podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't appreciate that, Dawn. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy today? This track is called Slow Down, Mixed by Art Feynman, F-E-Y-N-M-A-N. And it's just a really, it's like just one of those tracks where I love when people, you know, will add a little bit of distortion or fuzz, like the overall recording to Mm. give it just that little patina to it. Feels Mm. like something vintage, but also spooky at the same time. And look, great energy. You'll be able to, it's catchy. So if you like those aesthetic choices, I think you're going to like this. So this is Slow Down Mixed by Art Feynman. There you go. Well, we are going to send you there. We hope you enjoy that song. The Daily Mm Zeke is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And you know what? We'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.